creepy history in our second creepy short. Yay! And it's Thanksgiving. Yay! Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, we are doing a special short Thanksgiving episode for you today. Yep. We weren't sure if we were going to do anything this week, but we figured if you're anything like us, you're celebrating COVID pandemic Thanksgiving <laughs> and doing a whole lot of nothing. That's one of the side dishes. Yeah, yeah, that just just nothing. COVID, COVID pit. It's, just, it's like a pie dish with nothing in it. Yes, it's very sad. It's sad. Um, yes. Yeah, so I hope that you are enjoying your quarantine holiday. Uh, we wanted to brighten it up a little bit, um, hopefully to entertain you, um, entertain ourselves, and yeah, we're just gonna we got a really fun topic which i'm excited about yeah yeah so it's interesting we were thinking of doing something short based on thanksgiving and at first yeah. i was like well but there's nothing like there's no creepy stuff about thanksgiving unless you want to get all into you know uh you know native americans being you know there's creepy there's creepy things that have yeah. happened in native american history but i figured i didn't want to go there yeah um but au contraire there is indeed creepy stuff with thanksgiving there really is should we yeah. dive in yeah let's, let's do it, it. let's right. jump right in here we go so I am going to start off by telling a little bit about um, an early version of Thanksgiving called Ragamuffin Day. Yay! Now, I have to say... I've never heard of this before. Ragamuffin Day. Yeah. It's exciting. I have to say, uh, we'll put some pictures of Ragamuffin Day on uh, Instagram because in our in our Twitter, uh, Instagram is Pod and Twitter is creepyhist. So make sure you check those out because to really appreciate the creep factor, you're going to want to look at these pictures. Okay. It's, it's pretty It's pretty horrifying. It's, it's scary. So here's the deal. All right. Um, we start back in 1863. That is when Thanksgiving becomes a national holiday um, named so by Abraham Lincoln. And um, despite it being a national holiday at that time, there really wasn't any sort of like general way that was acknowledged that you celebrate it. It was very local. Like, you know, states and regions and things like that would have their kind of ideas of what they would do for Thanksgiving. But oh, there wasn't okay. Like so, like, one... everybody did something kind of different? Yeah. There wasn't, like, one, like, this is Thanksgiving. That was not yeah, there at first. like, there kind of is now. Or, like, maybe, like, specific foods now or, like, yeah. Okay. Exactly. It was very different in different places. So, in about 1870 is when this is the earliest time this is documented. In New York, they start to celebrate it with this thing called Ragamuffin Day. So I, because I read some of this, but I didn't really, okay, so when they first started Thanksgiving, everyone just kind of did their own thing, and then eventually New York was like, this is the direction we're going to go. <laughs> this is it. This is what we're going to do. Here it is. Here's our plan. All right, I'm this ready. Is, this is it. We are going to have this thing where kids dress up like ragamuffins, dress up like poor people. Um, they put on masks, they put on costumes, they look like hobos and tramps and, and things the, like that. The masks are horrifying. horrifying like they're those horrifying. awful like sack masks. I think that's the best way to describe it, where it's just literally like some kind of cloth sack with eye holes cut out and like a mouth hole cut out. And uh, what's that movie, um, The Orphanage? Yeah, yeah. Remember that? And it's like they're yes. like sewn on the sides. It's just the worst thing. So there's some of those. There's some paper mache masks. Yeah, those oh, are that pretty was, creepy. that's right up there too. That's so awful. And then there's some that are like sort of like put on that look, they, they look like, they look like 
like Leatherface. Like you've worn oh, someone's like face. Someone's skin. Like yeah. you put somebody's skin it's, on your they're face. Horrifying. Yeah. They're horrifying. They're horrifying. It's really they're really awful masks. <laughs> but the point of all of these is to look like a to look like a, a, a poor person. Like um, for fun. For funsies. That's awful. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. Um, so that's Ragamuffin Day. They, they these kids would wear these masks. They would go out. Apparently, interestingly, there was a very significant aspect of this was also um, the kids would a lot of them would cross-dress as well. Boys would dress up as girls. Girls would dress mm-hmm. up as boys. Um, that was like a big aspect of this. I wonder if it's because it was so close to Halloween. and But it's weird but because... But this isn't really a thing at Halloween at this time. Yeah, right? I was about in to say, they weren't dressing. They weren't really no. dressing up. But Halloween did have like a mask sort of, you know, element to it, like scary. I don't know. So I wonder if it was sort of... Or did... Halloween come from this or well, the think, dressing up? I think that to a large degree, the Halloween this evolves into Halloween oh. to a large degree. Yeah, this is like predates so this Halloween. Is, this is like the first so Halloween. So they were like, listen, we used to dress up like poor people, and then Halloween. Yeah, now we're gonna trick or treat. We're just gonna dress up as whatever. Well, because it's funny you mentioned trick or treating. Because listen to this. So they would dress. Though it wasn't just that they would dress up like ragamuffins and then just like hang out in their house. They would because <laughs> that that would be weird. Their sack Let's be clear. That would be just strange. Staring, staring out the window. <laughs> right. Um, no, they would dress up like these ragamuffins, and then they would go out into the streets, and they would, you know, go to stores and knock on people's doors, and they would not say trick or treat. They would say anything for Thanksgiving. And I have a hard time not envisioning these as little like British cockney sure, kids being sure. like anything for Thanksgiving, but like that's not what it was. It was yeah. they were American. Yeah. Uh, so they would say anything for Thanksgiving, and people would give them fruit or candy or pennies all right they're like get your sack mask out of my store get out of here they're just flinging things out there like just move it along exactly exactly so this went on for a while started in 1870 i mean that's trick-or-treating it's trick-or-treating they would go trick-or-treating they would ask anything for thanksgiving they'd get these things they'd go out and it evolved um over the years it evolved to become even more trick-or-treating uh halloween-ish i should say because again at first they were really sort of stuck sticking to these ragamuffins but as it went forward they started doing more just kind of costumes like sailors or disney characters or charlie chaplin who's you know uh just different kinds of things like that yeah so it did become a lot more like Thanksgiving. I love like the Halloween. idea of like a little like seven-year-old kids dressing up as Charlie Chaplin. Oh yeah, it's great. <laughs> That's awesome. So as the years went on, this there there sort of developed some uh, annoyance from adults about this. I can imagine. Yep, they started to get irritated by the concept of these kids coming and saying anything for Thanksgiving yeah. and trying to get stuff from them. And uh, in fact, the the holidays started to develop a little bit of a seedy underbelly. Um, it started to get a little rough around the edges. It's the same thing of like it, the origins of the you know think of Halloween, where it was just seemed like children running wild yes exactly no adults around the kids just running through towns and cities and just getting in trouble yeah totally unsupervised and just kind of getting getting a little weird um in 1906 and 1907 there's gang fights that uh (laughs) as with gangs of kids dressed up like ragamuffins that have to be broken up by the police i just have this image of like these two like rival gangs in sack masks like fighting on the street and i would just scream and scream yep yep (laughs) Uh, in 1913, a six-year-old boy is badly burned in a bonfire because they're having like a bonfire in the middle of the street and like oh. dancing around it, Lord of the Flies style, and oh, some kid gets no. burned. Yeah. He survives. He survives. 
so that's good. Um, but it's just it's just generally gets kind of aggressive, yeah, and yeah. and um, and it starts to sort of move only to like some poorer neighborhoods mm-hmm. and kind of be frowned upon. Um, I found this amazing quote from Ephemeral New York. That's one of my sources. Also used the Vintage News and Irish Central for this one. So I found this very creepy quote. Some some person says, quote. I remember the fun we had when we used to go out all dressed up for Thanksgiving and the people dropped red pennies out the window. And I said to myself, that's the end of the quote, and I said yeah. to myself, what is a red penny? A red penny is a penny that they've put on the stove to get so hot that it turns <gasps> red so the kids catch it and they burn their hands. Oh my God. That's what Ragamuffin Day became. Yeah. It became, it it became adults dropping dropping molten hot pennies from their windows to, to try to get kids children. out of there, to burn children, to oh get them away. Oh, my God. Because the kids were getting very aggressive yeah. and being like, like if you if you said, oh, no, nothing for Thanksgiving, you know, they yeah, would like Yeah, they would come after you, you with yeah. their sack mask. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to say, though, as like a kid... Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> it does sound like a blast. It, really it sounds, sounds great. Like a good time. It sounds great. <laughs> As a 10-year-old. <laughs> That's why it did so well and why it's why it lasted so long. Wow. So it lasted for a while. Again, the first one's 1870. Um, it's, it starts to fade. You know, there's there's this growing public resentment about it. And sure. it really ends pretty quickly in the 1930s, largely because of two factors. One, that growing public resentment. And two, the Great Depression makes it kind of It's tacky. a lot less fun to dress up as a poor person. When you're just a poor yeah, person. Yeah, when you're just literally a poor person. Yeah, and then or, people... Also, no one has anything to give you. They exactly. have no food. They have no money. Yeah. Yeah. So, so people start to really get, you know, really uh, yeah. start saying, like, this is not good uh, in the 1930s because of that. Um, it sort of evolves a little bit. They start, they start moving away from these this sort of roaming street kids into ragamuffin parades, which are sort of partly a way to evolve it and partly a protest for it at first. In fact, there's I saw this great thing that um, in some of the early ragamuffin parades, they were protests of the day, and they would kids would walk around with signs that said on the signs, quote, American boys don't beg. <laughs> as a way to protest. You're protesting the begging. Yeah, exactly. The ragamuffins. Uh, they still do take place to this day. Um, there, there still are places around New York, and actually, actually, again, this is a very localized thing. This is New York and the so area it was around really, New York. It was just New York doing it. Just New York and oh. like you know New Jersey a little bit, like areas okay. around New York. But and so it's they still very do, local. They still do ragamuffin day. They're not day, but or... parades. There's still ragamuffin parades in some in some towns. They've moved over to being around Halloween. They're not okay. around Thanksgiving, yeah. but around oh, Halloween time. I really want to some go places parade. they still do have ragamuffin parades. So, so yeah, so that's the story of the Ragamuffin Day. Now, the interesting thing is, what really put the kind of nail in the coffin of Ragamuffin Day is that a much bigger celebration mm-hmm. started in New York, and that's the celebration that you know I, a little bit about. I am. Okay, so I'm really uh, well done. I like that. So this is going to kind of segue into what I'm talking about, which is Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade Balloon Disasters. Yes. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> uh, I'm really excited. I, I did not know that this was a thing. But then, of course, you're like, of course this is a thing. Uh, and I'm just really excited to talk about it. Okay. So um, my sources are Wikipedia, NBCNews.com, and GameSpot.com. Wow. I know, right? Nice job, GameSpot. Uh, yeah. Okay. 
So to give you guys a little bit of a background, uh, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade takes place in New York City, uh, obviously by the department store Macy's. The parade first began in 1924, and it is the largest parade in the world. It en- it takes place in Manhattan, and the parade always ends up at like the Macy's flagship store in New York City. Uh, Macy's employees are offered the option to march in the parade. Oh, nice. I know, right? Uh, I wonder how many of them actually do that. They're like, I mean, who's some people have to be in the store, though. I don't know. Is the store open? Oh, I'm During sure. the parade? How would it not be? Well, oh no, maybe it's shut down. No, yeah, because it's down. New York, yeah. New York is a is not easy to navigate when the Thanksgiving Day Parade is right. Happening. You can't get through. You, yeah, no, you're you right, can't. It's like is. it's very hard. Yeah. All right. Anyway, um, back in the day uh, when it first started, they used to march with live animals from Central Park Zoo. Uh, the very first parade in 1924, uh, Santa arrived at the Macy's store and, you know, to much fanfare, and he was crowned King of the Kitties, <laughs> which is, seems a, not acceptable. No, King of the Kitties. <laughs> K- not, kiddies, like with a yeah, D, not Kitties. Yeah. No, Kitties. Oh, king boy. of the Kitties. Yeah. No. We're not going to do that anymore. That's, yeah, that just feels really wrong. <laughs> um the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade was so popular that it ended Ragamuffin Day. Yes, yeah, see, which there was it is. Your typical Thanksgiving activity up until that point. So, uh, this was in 1924, which is what you talked about. It kind of that was sort of the end of it. This parade became so huge, and so many people because I think it was like 250 thousand people mm-hmm, came to the first right. one, um, and that was just that became what you did on Thanksgiving. Took it over in New York. Yes, in New York, correct. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I wonder too, if that kind of cemented that day, like, you know, because everyone started watching, well, they, obviously they did I don't know when they televised it. When did, yeah, I didn't see that. I don't know when. First televised in the 30s, 40s, maybe? When, when do they start having no, TVs? No, no, wait, the 30s and 40s. <laughs> I can't not, believe I just that. said that. You have to cut that out. We're, we're, <laughs> we're historians. <laughs> I guess in the 50s or 60s is what I meant. I'm that sorry. sounds more reasonable. Although, was it like on the radio? I don't know. What a Who horrible to thing to listen to on the radio. All right. I'm going to oh. stop talking um, <laughs> about That's this. not to say it wasn't on the radio, but boy, <laughs> yeah. what a boring like, event that would be. Balloon. Okay. Anyway, um, balloons were introduced into the Macy's Parade in 1928, and they were placed to the live animals, oh. which is probably a good, good choice. choice. Yeah. They had four years of live animals, and they were like, we got to stop doing this. Um, the balloons were created by the Goodyear Tire Company. Uh, the very first year, they had absolutely no plan to deflate the balloons, and instead they just released them after the parade. Oh, nice. Yeah, giant balloons. They're just like, see you later. Um, in 1928, five of the larger balloons were desi- designed, and they were filled with helium to rise above 2,000 feet, and then they, were, they would sort of slowly deflate, um, and then whoever was the person who found the deflated balloon, like it would float down Uh down on your backyard or something, you would, um, Macy's did like a a contest about this. So if you were the person who found the deflated balloon, like I don't know how long it took, you know, a week later or whatever, you could return it to Macy's and get a reward of $100. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So they did this till uh, 1932. And I'll tell you why it ended in a minute. Um, so the balloons in the parade had, there were many different varieties of them. Um, they had sort of smaller balloons, which were handled between like one and 30 people, depending on the size. And then they had the larger and more, um, like popular known balloons, which is like the character balloons, the Snoopy balloon, that kind of thing. Yeah. And that's handled by about 90 people. Okay. Okay. 
ready for some disasters. I mean, clearly this is not always going to go perfectly, especially in the early days. Sure. Yeah. Here we go. I mean, I have to say, I w- I actually thought there was going to be like, bigger disasters. Okay. So All they've right. actually done a pretty... All right, but here we go. In 1927, Felix the Cat... You know Felix the Cat? I do. Okay. Uh, the Felix Cat... The cat balloon debuted in the parade. This is the first time he was seen. He was the very first giant balloon in the parade's history. So I mean, he's really huge. He's sure. about the size. Um, you know, if you, I'll we'll put some pictures up on our Instagram. But he's about the size of like what you would you know see nowadays. Um, and this is the first time they did that. Um, he got stuck on some telephone wires and caught on fire. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yep. Um, so. Going back to, remember this fun uh, balloon catching contest that Macy's was like super yep, proud yep, of? Yep. Okay. 100 bucks. Yeah, $100. So in 1932, student pilot Annette Gibson was attempting to recover the Tomcat balloon by flying her plane into it. Oh, that's a bad choice. I'm not really sure what the thought was. Like, did she think she was going to kind of scoop it up onto the plane? <laughs> this is a bad idea. Like, I don't know. Anyway. Um, but the result was that the balloon got caught in the plane's wings yeah. and she almost crashed. Thankfully, her uh, instructor managed to regain. So I guess she was a student pilot. Wow. <laughs> managed to uh, get control of the aircraft of the plane and landed it safely. Uh, after that, Macy stopped releasing the balloons. I like the thought of this instructor being like, oh, uh, Annette, <laughs> let's not let's not do that, Annette. Annette, we're going to want to watch out for that balloon. Annette, I'm going to need you to turn away from the balloon. <laughs> like, I just don't know. Was she going to like put her hand out the window and try to grab uh, it? Like, what was the plan? That's not Anyway, good yeah. Okay. Um, in 1993, a 20-mile-per-hour f- wind caused Sonic the Hedgehog balloon to go slamming into a lamppost and knocked it over, knocked the lamppost over. A 10-year-old girl and an uh, off-duty police officer were injured. Okay. And the lamppost fell on them. In not, other... Huh? No, not, not oh, okay. very nice of Sonic. <laughs> no. <It's tough. laughs> In other wind-related accidents, in 1997, multiple balloons popped and deflated after being thrown into signs, um, you know, like street signs and lampposts and sharp object, you know, corners of the buildings and things like that. Uh, this year, Barney, you know, the purple dinosaur yeah, Barney, of yeah, he got this huge sort of like gash in the side of him from, you know, this windy day and like, you know, caught on something in like a huge like gash in his side so it like split it open um and then the um, balloon started to like flap like crazy <laughs> like and it's i mean this is massive it's a balloon, giant balloon right? right right so the new york uh city police department became concerned that the balloon was gonna like become this like hazard or this danger uh-huh. to the crowd right because it was just like massively like flapping all over the place so they jump on the Barney balloon. You can actually see video of this. And they begin to stab it with knives. <laughs> wow. And tear it apart to, like, basically pop it. Wow. You know, to get it to, like, stop flapping and moving around. It's like the, it's like the, it's like the murder of Caesar. <laughs> I know. Wow. And then apparently you can hear, like, people in the crowd, like, gasping and yelling that they're, like, all jump on top of this Barney balloon and just start to they're murdering Barney right in front of him stab it (laughs) oh my gosh wow yeah okay yep so that's what that happened uh in 97 okay all right moving on uh in 2005 there was another uh big accident 
Um, so a rope that was holding up the M&M balloon. So like, you know, the, probably like, I'm assuming the M&M like man guy. I, I'm assuming that though. My initial thought was like a Marshall Mathers balloon, but that does not make sense. Marshall Mathers balloon. Oh, could you be any more square with that? <laughs> like Eminem, the, the rapper. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. That was really embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> that was what I thought. That was, I initially created that balloon in my head, and then I was like, clearly that's not what she means. Clearly she means an M and M. Yeah, Eminem candy. Eminem rapper. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Anyway. I got you. Anyway, okay. Uh, a rope. <laughs> Uh, you know that um, part in The Simpsons where Marge is like, music is none of my business. Yeah, yes. that's me. I was like, it really spoke to me. Okay, um, I know who Eminem is. <laughs> good, good. Okay, anyway, a, a rope that was holding up an Eminem candy balloon. Excellent. Um, it like got caught on a lamppost. This is a real issue with these yeah, the lamppost, the lamppost, is lamppost bad. right? And uh, and then the lamppost fell over and it like hit two sisters who were like 11 and 26. Um, the 11-year-old got a head injury. Uh, the 26-year-old uh, had a shoulder injury and had to get stitches. Um, and this led to increased safety measures in future parades. Oh, good for them. Yeah, 2005 good. pulled yeah. it together. Okay, and finally, we come to our worst balloon accident. So again, we come to 1997. This is the same year that the uh, NYPD knifed Barney. Sure, <laughs> they murdered Barney. So, yeah, it was a really rough, um, rough parade year. So an 18-foot cat-in-the-hat balloon knocked into a lamppost yep. and sent it crashing down onto four people. One of the people was Kathleen Car- Corona, Carana, um, and she was watching the parade with her husband and baby. She was knocked out, got a skull fracture, and was in a coma for a month oh, wow. because of this accident. She later sued Macy's for $395 million, which was settled out of court. Bonus story about our friend Kathleen Corona. Corona. I'm just, yeah, it was whatever. Um, she was in the news again in 2006 when a plane crashed into her high rise oh. apartment. New York Yankees pitcher Corey Little, oh. Liddell, Little, uh, whatever. Baseball is not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, anyway, the pitcher, his plane flew into, the, into her building. Uh, it crashed and set the apartment on fire. Both Corey and his flight instructor were killed in the accident. Um, Kathleen was not home at the time, but the engine of the plane landed in her bedroom, which went up into flames minutes before she was expected to arrive home. And a quote from Kathleen's sister-in-law, Lisa Brown, says, How do you go through two major things like this? It's spooky. It's very spooky. (laughs) It's very spooky. And that is Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade Balloon Disasters. That is pretty good stuff. Yeah. I have to say, my number one pick for Balloon Day Disaster was not featured in there, and that is, of course, the time that the Joker used the balloons to spread the Smilex gas (laughs) over all the citizens of Gotham. Uh, which was really horrible. That was rough, yeah. That was a bad time. Yeah, we don't talk about that anymore. I guess that wasn't officially a Macy's parade, though. Therefore, it doesn't get to be put on the list. That was a Gotham parade. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And I remember in that movie, which I loved that movie, by the way. The movie is the greatest. I was really into that movie as a kid. No no dice Christian Bale, and sorry, Christian Bale fans, but... No, oh, so much better. That movie's so good. I I saw that um, in the beginning of July. My birthday's in, like, July and like later in July and I saw that and I changed my entire birthday party to make it Batman themed as <laughs> you should how into it I was 
It was great. Yeah, I actually anyway. wrote that quote on all my invitations, the Joker quote. It's like, do you want to dance with the devil by the pale moonlight? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you can be a bigger nerd than That's that. That's awesome. <laughs> that is very impressive. I put it on all my invitations. <laughs> oh, good stuff. I was real into it. Nice. Um, yeah. So there you go, everybody. I hope that brightened up your Thanksgiving. Yep. Yep. Um, I enjoyed it. I did. Yeah, same. <laughs> Please go out there. Wear those ragamuffin outfits. Please don't wear a sack mask to your Thanksgiving dinner. Nope. Um, don't do it. Wear a mask, but yes. not a sack mask. Oh, nice. Look at that. Yeah. Timely. There you go. I can well make, done. I should make a commercial. Good stuff. We'll be back next week with a regular old episode. Yes. Um, so we'll see you next Thursday. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving.